Could you just take us back a bit, Stu? Because I, you know I'm new, fairly new to the to to what you're about as well. But just just tell me a little bit about how Stratum Five was formed, um, what the idea was, how it's grown, has it grown the way you thought it would? Just take me through that journey of the last 13, 14 years. Yeah. Um, well, it wasn't an idea. It was out of necessity. Um, I think a few people in the company know the general story, but um, I had had a successful career at sea. Family was on the way. May didn't really want to come ashore at that time. I still had adventure in me and I wanted to try different things. So a halfway house was to work in the oil industry on oil rigs. <clears throat> And it's something that wild horses wouldn't get me to go back. And I'm happy to be on record saying that. Um, but they were very good at training. And it actually opened my eyes to the opportunities of coming ashore and setting my own company up. So I set my own uh, little small consultancy company up, uh, supplying safety training. And in that period, they were requiring security training. So we quickly adapted and we, we built security training into our folio. Um, and a number of companies wanted to product place their items in our training uh, itinerary. And they were ship security alert companies. And there was a lot of them and we took them and a number of them offered generous commissions if we were to push their products one of those companies was called marine track marine track was owned by a bunch of vulture capitalists that were running the company quite ruthlessly but needless to say we were successful in selling a lot or i was successful in selling a lot of security alert systems and uh, without going into the into all the details they they essentially bought my small consultancy company. I joined as a sales manager and then a sales director. And then there was a long uh, night of the long knives and there was a lot of boardroom blood and they changed the board, board complement. And before I knew it, they pushed me into uh, a managing director's role. And then they asked us to float on the stock exchange Something, all of this was bewildering and, 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 and odd for me. And I never heard really much about the stock exchange as a seafarer. Um, but like everything, I'm always addicted to the adventure. So off I went and uh, we were successful in listing. Uh, we listed, I remember it quite well. We listed on the stock exchange the day uh, Lehman Brothers went bust. So you talk, didn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it, it, it was <laughs> it, it, it was it was quite ironic, really. But I think we were one of the last ones to get away. And I'd spent the last 12 months commuting backwards and forwards to London, presenting and pitching the company to investors, which I really enjoyed. But then what really happened became very nasty. And they concocted a, a variety of uh, or fabricated a number of un, uh, untruths and um, we didn't survive very long on the stock exchange. We ran out of money. Uh, they ran away pretty, pretty well. Uh, they did very well out of it, but we went into administration nine months, uh, six months, uh, 31st of January, 2009. We went into wow. administration. Um, like I say, everyone was made redundant and, um, I was left with the administrator for two weeks. He tried to sell the company and uh, he couldn't. 
and he turned around and he asked if I wanted to buy the company. Now, to just just for most people who don't understand this, I'd lost absolutely everything two mm. weeks earlier. I'd lost my job. I'd lost my house. I'd lost my savings. Wow. I'd been putting money into the company while we were invested, while we were going on to the stock exchange. Lost everything. Uh, pretty much been given uh, my marching orders by my mortgage guys, uh, you know, by the mortgage mm. company. We're going to lose the house, lost the cars. So it wasn't the best start to think about buying a company. But I thought about it for about a minute and thought, why not? It's an adventure. Yeah. Um, Karen, my wife, was not happy about it, but mm-hmm. she knows I'm addicted to the adventure. And therefore, I went with the administrators. We negotiated a purchase and we bought the company, which was effectively 200 ship security alerts, uh, may, maybe a little bit more, uh, a significant number of yachts at that time. And I was left there with an empty office and where everyone had been made redundant, they'd left all of their food and their coffee mugs and everything. Uh. So they were, they were all molding away. Um, Veronica, I've already mentioned, she came back and um, I always remember it. she came in and she said, I'm not very good, but I love what I do. Is there any chance that I can help out? And I said, I have, I've got no money. I've got nothing to pay you with. And she said, well, let's give it six months and see where it goes. And that now is 14 years later. And she's in New Zealand with a family and all sorts of things. So that's how we got started. Um, It was pretty brutal. Um, It was always every day was a worry. Um, Veronica and I used to share the sales between us. And I have to say that she within days had secured her first deal and and was away and uh, great success she's had since. But. So, yeah, we used to split the clock between us. I would work during the night and she would work during the day. And then during the day, I would do the accounts and the the order fulfillment and everything. And, yeah, we just started to plug away. But we realized that we couldn't keep sending hardware. That wasn't really going to make us money. So we pivoted and we we refocused on on, on the software. Uh, And luckily, we were able to secure one of the software engineers uh, from the Marine Track days, and he came and he started to rebuild what everyone now knows as Otis, but it wasn't quite what it was today. And um, yeah, that's pretty much how we started. And I think that that start has been part of the DNA of Stratum 5 and how we're different to everyone else. We never enjoyed VC backing. We never enjoyed, you know, big money behind us we had to we had to we had to dig ourselves out of a hole and and, and what people don't forget or, or don't know sorry is it wasn't just taking the company over and, and making money to survive a lot of companies lost a lot of money when that company went into administration and when they saw me coming back and trying to make a go of it they actually whack me with somebody else's bills from the pre. They don't care that it's changed hands and everything else. Right. So I, I picked up an eye-watering amount of debt that was not mine. And uh, so we had to pay all that off as well. So it was about five years, maybe, maybe even six years before I actually even paid myself. Um, I, I don't know how I survived, um, but yeah, we did. And I think that's why I... 
I think that's why I applaud every sale. It doesn't matter how big it is, one ship, a thousand ships, it doesn't matter. And people ask me, are we a tech company? Are we, are we a software company? Are we this? And, you know, I, I like to ride that flavor and that fashion. And yes, we've got great developers now, but we're a sales company. That's what we do great. That's what we're brilliant at. That's what no one is as good as us. That's what they, the envy of us in the maritime world is our ability to professionally sell a professional product. And, and I'm very proud of that. That's the bit I'm really, really proud of. So, yeah, that's our, that's our slow and arduous start. And it pain, Amazing. pain doesn't even start to describe how painful it was. <laughs> It's an impressive transformation, Stu. But you know, with such a set of kind of you know tough hurdles in front of you when you when you kind of reset up on your own, how important was that vision to you? Was it? Did you have a very clear vision about what you saw Stratum Five being, or did it evolve? Did you know what the opportunities in the markets were and you were fixed on that? Or, or is it something that has shifted along with, I suppose, the way technology has shifted in the last in, in the last even 10 years? It's evolved significantly, hasn't it? It's a great question. And I think a lot of people would love to take the opportunity to say, I saw the Go light on. from the, from the start. On. But I didn't. I, yes. I, I, it's it's it, I think one of the key things to Stratton 5 is honesty. No way did yeah. we see where we were going with this. No way. It was impossible because all we had in front of us was debt. So the reality was, was to work hard and to actually respect that every day that you worked harder and you improved something and you got better at something was a day closer to paying off that debt. Mm. So the debt was the main focus. Now, if you pivot that and look at a lot of software companies that start up now, they've already enjoyed a cash. There's, there's cash there for them to start. We didn't have that. So our DNA, and I keep going back to it, was built on survivability. Now, I can answer your question a bit further on. It does, it does come into play a bit later on. So that, that surviving was really critical uh, in making who we were. And I'll tell you why. You keep it simple. You keep focused on small goals. And those small goals that are in front of you, you, you reward yourself for achieving them. And, and dreaming big's good, but starting small is essential. And doing it now is even more important. And that's what we kept to. And I know a lot of people don't like it, but I'm a great believer in getting shit done. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't like that because it exposes them to, guess what? Getting shit done. And a lot of people don't do that. They think work is 90% avoidance and 10% trying to do something. So I think that was really where we were for the first five years. And then as we came out of that period of debt and we started to pay ourselves and, and, and you, could, you could breathe a little bit. And I always remember, I always remember quite clearly about six months previous I was running payroll I think one of my proudest things is as well is I've never missed a payroll um I used to hand deliver the 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 paychecks at the end of the month and I used to smiley face on it and I used to write on it not their name but thank you um because we'd survived another month um and, and about six months before we started to breathe 
I was about 12 hours away of not making payroll. And I remember a massive pain in my chest. And, I, mm. and it wasn't, I didn't think it was a heart attack, but it felt like someone was standing and I couldn't breathe. And I, I had a decision, you know, I was almost at break even. I could run then. And then I thought to myself, well, hold on a minute. You know, if you've gone through all of this and you've got yourself out of this, what can you do when you, you, you're breathing deeply? Yeah. Anyway, I did a little bit of wheeling and dealing and I, I managed to make payroll. And um, six months later, we broke even. We paid a debt off and it released a lot of cash. And we suddenly started to be able to pay properly and breathe. And, and then and only then could I look up and only then could I start thinking and where could we go? Where could where 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 is the market? Mm. And this is where I differ from a lot of people. Um, I don't think there's a massive explosion in digital solution in the shipping industry. I think 80% of it is dreaming and be honest, it's bullshit. And I knew that they were going to create the market for me. That was the key. I knew the market was there, but why would I expend any effort in trying to educate the shipping industry in the need to change? Let someone else do it. So for the next two or three years, we continued to sell what we, we were selling before and what we're selling now. And then the market started to shape up and it started to show real opportunities, real directions. And what I saw was a fragmented market, people taking different routes to selling software to the ship owner. Mm. The ship owner was under the impression that he needed it. He wasn't sure how it all went together. And it was that real light bulb moment that I realized that it wasn't about solving the problem. It was about connecting everything together. And for a ship's master, it was pretty easy to go and look at the order of events and what needed to go into what systematic order in order to aid the ship owner and for him to use data and technology to his advantage. So if we just unwind that again, a lot of people were just selling one story. And, and mm. getting a ship from A to B, you need multiple stories and they all need to be in line together. Joining decisions, the dots. Joining the dots, which was ironic because we'd spent the last seven years joining little tracking dots together. And now, <laughs> now for us, the, the reality was simple. And I always, I, I love sport. As you know, I absolutely adore sport. It's, mm. my, it's my biggest passion. And I think the reality and the light bulb moment all coming together was just sitting there watching Formula One one day and, and, and I could see them all beavering around their TV screens and looking at data and, and, and one of my rugby mates is mental on Formula One. I asked him what it was all in there and he said, oh, it's the telemetry. They know the engine, they know everything and they make decisions and the weather comes in to decide the 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 tire change and i was like hold on a minute i know all of this story in my industry so I, I that's that that's how it happened so it was seven years after really that we recognized that there was an opportunity um mm -hmm. the, the previous seven years had given me a thick skin and when when to go and and i think that was our advantage certainly an advantage at the moment that's playing out i don't can't say it'll always be an advantage but joining those dots together is essentially what we've been doing for the last four years and now we're at a position where we think that we can capitalize on 
what is not 200 ships anymore, but 13 and a half thousand ships. So brilliant. Yeah, that's that's how it happened. <laughs>